0: The world-famous CN Tower in downtown Toronto, Canada has been a beacon of wonder for decades for all who have ever approached it or visited it and either ascended to its observation deck in one of their showpiece elevators or climbed its stairs to raise awareness and money for charity. It held the record for being the world's tallest freestanding structure for 32 years. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History from the Weather Network in Canada. So what happened? if sheets of thick ice fall from this massive marvel of engineering, because it happened this day in weather history. After a freezing rainstorm on March 1st of 2007, Toronto residents had one really tall problem to deal with, an issue that for some reason had never been seriously considered before. What to do should ice build up and then fall from the then world's tallest building, the CN Tower? The freezing rain was severe enough, and the temperatures cold enough to produce, just like yesterday's episode of this podcast out of Hamburg, New York, a layer of ice several centimeters thick forming on the side of the tower and other downtown buildings. But unlike the story yesterday, on this occasion, the sun came out and beamed hard on this very exposed structure and began to immediately thaw the thick ice. Like yesterday, there was the combination of rain, plus cold air at the surface, plus winds of up to 90 kilometers per hour, that's just over 55 miles per hour, that created the perfect combination for this surface freezing to occur. Remember yesterday I said, like a giant paint gun. But now it's sunny and that radiative heat against this solid concrete tower wall is making for some separation as the ice melts from the surface. And the wind is still in play and it began to blow some of the thick ice away from the structure. But this ice isn't falling from the wall of a home on Hoover Beach in Hamburg, New York. This is falling hundreds of feet from the CN Tower. The immediate panic was for the hundreds of cars and thousands of exposed windows of nearby buildings that could be smashed by large chunks of ice falling or being blown into them. Whoa, this is just getting started. Uh, Just a reminder that today's episode is accompanied by a podcast video short. You can watch this two-minute version of today's story on television on the Weather Network in Canada or online, anytime and anywhere you are at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weatherhistory. They are shot right here in my podcast recording studio and include photos and video. So after this episode, watch the podcast video short. Alright now, surrounding streets were closed, including the Gardner Expressway when, for the first time in its history, the worst fears had come true. The ice that had built up on the CN Tower was now beginning to fall to the ground. And onto the parked cars below, now suffering damage. <laughs> Thankfully no one was injured, especially when you consider if these thick slabs of solid ice were falling from almost three quarters up the tower. that's. 415 meters, or 1,360 feet, it could have been striking anything on the ground at a velocity of over 350 kilometers per hour. That will do serious damage. And these chunks of ice peeling away from the CN Tower were falling for much of Friday the 2nd and into Saturday, March the 3rd, smashing windows, crashing against buildings, falling on, and in some cases, through cars, and causing extensive damage in several areas. Close to the base of the tower, Bremner Boulevard remained closed between York Street and the Rogers Center on the Sunday because the winds were oscillating and it threw a dangerous variability into where more ice would fall. Best to just seal off a perimeter and keep it all closed until it's safe again. Then during the morning crush hour on Monday, March 5th, the fear was heightened as the Gardner Expressway normally would take tens of thousands of cars and then quite literally park them for most of the morning within earshot of the CN Tower. So police expanded the area of closed streets to include the Gardner Expressway, which is only 310 meters, or just over a thousand feet away from the tower, as they had observed that the winds were now capable of blowing the ice further away, either on the Gardner, as I just mentioned, but also as far north as King Street West, which is just under 500 meters or just over 1,600 feet away. That's a massive perimeter. This was calculated when they witnessed a taxi cab window shattered in that vicinity. It was finally over on Tuesday, March 6th, and the ridiculously congested Gardner Expressway reopened after winds abated so drivers could safely return to going nowhere for hours every morning. (laughs) But sitting in a car every day is actually the best place to be. Because every day there is a new story, right here on this podcast. This day in weather history. Tomorrow is March 2nd, and for this, we hit up a most intriguing snow story for an area that will see seasonal snow, but not Canadian amounts. Storm Emma ran into anticyclone Hartmut, and it was dubbed the Beast from the East. Yes, that very same Beast that I was referring to back in the February 26th episode where it snowed big time in Rome. Yeah, the same storm. We're picking up where this one went on to thrash more of Western Europe for a few days, leading to heavy snowfalls of up to 57 centimeters, or 22 inches. That's tomorrow on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.